Welcome into the 49er Access Podcast. My name is Sterling Bennett, and today we are going to review week one of San Francisco 49ers training camp, going to go over the cumulative four days of pre-padded training camp, Brock Purdy's return, where is Nick Bosa been, and really dive into today, that being July 30th, Sunday, what happened with Sam Darnold and Trey Lance, who stood out, who struggled, which running back do I think had the best week one of OTAs, and which defensive player had arguably the most insane athletic showcase I've ever seen at an OTA's minicamp or training camp. And without further ado, let's dive into the absences of uh, week number one, that being practice number four of San Francisco 49ers 2023 training camp. The first one I think is pretty obvious. It was Nicholas Bosa, Nick Bosa. Um, the man is trying to get a contract extension to become the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. He has yet to report to Niners training camp. I would assume that's going to linger uh, as late as game two of the NFL preseason. Um, but it does seem like they want to get this done. John Lynch said they're working day and night trying to figure this thing out. But Kyle Shanahan today in his post-practice press conference did say there's no update uh, and I have nothing new to tell you about where we stand with Nick Bosa. Um, I know some people are worried about Nick Bosa's contract extension. I don't think so. Um, the Niners need Nick Bosa more than Nick Bosa needs the Niners. Uh, and at this case, uh, he's not getting traded. And nobody would have the draft capital or players uh, that San Francisco would like if there happened to be a trade that goes down. Nick Bosa's not going anywhere. Um, and he's also someone that you don't have to worry about being out of shape. I know many people have pointed to Debo Samuel saying he was distracted last year during his contract negotiations. Um, Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa are not the same player, not the same person. Um, and all due respect to Debo Samuel, the fact that he let himself get out of shape last year, that's his fault, and that's not what Nick Bosa would do. Um, San Francisco is completely okay letting Nick Bosa go to Florida and continue to work out and perfect his his just Michelangelo-style body he has, where he's chiseled to the bone um, while he awaits getting that contract negotiation. Uh, so he's not going to come tomorrow, likely, yet. When, 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 pad, when pads come on on Monday, he's not going to be there, most likely. Um, could it happen? Could it happen right now? Sure. Um, but I would not expect to see Nick Bosa for a while. Um, but I know San Francisco is working diligently to get that done. Um, one thing I, I do want to mention about that is that people again, being concerned about how much money San Francisco is offering. And I don't think this is a total money issue. Um, San Francisco knows the value Nick Bosa brings to the defense. Every year he's been healthy. They've gone to an NFC championship, if not more. Um, they see the value in him. They know that they cannot go into the year with Drake Jackson, who has shown some things in training camp and OTAs and minicamp, and Quillen Farrell across from him. They know this defense is by far superior with Nick Bosa on it, and that was the entire plan, bringing in Javon Hargrave alongside Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and Drake Jackson and Farrell to really get at the quarterbacks this year. Um, and not having Nick Bosa in the building at practice and OTAs, or excuse me, at training camp right now isn't an issue, um, but give it a month or so, give it a couple weeks or so, then we're going to actually have to hit the panic button. But right now, I don't think it is. This is not a, you know, total money issue to me. This is a, you know, 
where is this money allotted to? I don't want to have dead years. I don't want to have voided years in my contract. I want more guaranteed money. This is a, you know, the the nitty-gritty of the contract, not the lowball offer I think San Francisco probably gave him at first because we know Parag and John Lynch like to, you know, really tweak and really fine things when it comes to, you know, let's make this contract perfect for us and let's get it structured for us. And Nick Bosa's like, no, no, we're going to get this structured for me. And again, it's not a panic right now, but it could be in a week or so and I could easily see this thing lingering that long. But and by no means am I concerned about a deal actually getting done um, before the season. Uh, Brock Purdy was not at practice today on the field doing drills. He was jogging on the side and I believe did do some drills after practice with the rest of the quarterback room. So an off day for Brock Purdy. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's been really weird with how he describes the training regimen Brock Purdy's on. First, it was three days on, one day off. Now it's two days on, two days off. I don't think that's a concern. Like, I don't think Brock Purdy had a setback or anything. I just don't know if Kyle Shanahan knows what he's talking about. <laughs> and I hate saying that, but he himself said today in his post-practice press conference that he wrote it down because he didn't, you know, didn't care to memorize it. Um, and probably got it wrong the first time he said it. Uh, so two days on, two days off, Brock Purdy back at practice tomorrow, that being July 31st, um, but not at practice today, July 30th on Sunday. And then there's guys like Trent Williams and Christian McCaffrey. Both had vet days, did not practice. Uh, I did see Christian McCaffrey on the field with a backwards hat on and a jersey on, but no helmet uh, and did not participate in drills. I did not see Trent Williams today. Um, he may have been with the offensive line in the corner, uh, but it was hard to get a view of them. But I do not think he was actually at the facility today or at least on the field today. And the other player that was quote-unquote absent is Daryl Luter Jr. Um, he suffered a hyperextended knee uh, at the end of OTAs. He was back on the field doing individual drills on the side, um, seemingly working his way back from the injury. And then Mooney Ward, who I believe practiced early doing warm-ups, I believe he pulled his groin, not serious, they were just being safe, didn't do any team drills later in practice, that's basically housekeeping for practice number four of training camp. Um, there are no injuries to report outside of those. Uh, Mitch Wisnowski is back off the F, uh, the NFI. Again, Luter worked out today in practice, a little bit today on the sideline, and Purdy didn't practice at all. Um, here's the one thing I want to say when I go into this podcast um, and the show. And whoever else is talking about this, there's plenty of content creators out there, and there's plenty of podcast hosts and writers and beat writers. Respect to every single one of them. Go do your thing. Go grind. Um, Kyle Shanahan said something today that I it really caught my ear. Uh, he, when was asked about Spencer Wage from North Dakota State, he was like, we haven't even done personnel meetings yet, which essentially means we have not sat down and gone through room by room, quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight ends, so on and so forth, defensive line, cornerbacks. We have not dove into every single position, who we like, who's struggling, um, and really looked at the film and the tape and really gone through and talked to coaches. Like, they have not done a deep dive through week one of training camp. And if anyone's saying, well, they like this guy better and this guy better, that's not the case. Um, and I do think it 
will go on to show that when the quarterback conversation comes up about, you know, why is Trey Lance taking reps with this guy and that guy, not this guy, not that guy? Why is Sam Darnold getting Brandon Ayuk over and over and over again? It's not by design. Um, I don't think they plan it that way. Um, I don't think Kyle Shanahan's out to get me, buddy. They haven't even sat down with the coaching staff yet and gone through, you know, who's quarterback one, two, and three right now. Um, well, who's quarterback two, three, and four right now? Um, they haven't gone through who's running back two, three, and four right now. They really haven't taken a a second to sit down and discuss with the coaching staff, you know, who should be placed where on the depth chart currently. Uh, so when I refer to that, and, and why I say that is because what I say today and what we've seen so far is not, you know, the perfect example of what's to come or the perfect example of what Shanahan and the coaching staff think of certain players. Uh, Chris Conley was getting reps with Trey Lance today. I'm sure Chris Conley is not this team's number two, number three receiver. I'm sure it's Debo Ayuk and Jennings. It's just the rotation they happen to be in today. Uh, I, I would assume guys like LeBorn and Awad and guys like, you know, Elijah Mitchell and Mason are not all second team running backs. That's just the rotation they're in today. Um, but without further ado, let's dive into what actually happened at practice today when it comes to on the field. And I think we have to start with who was getting second team reps. I think it does show some things, not everything. Again, that's why I mentioned that earlier about the player personnel meetings. But Jair Brown, rookie safety, third round pick. Many fans love him. Whenever I ask on Twitter, you know, what do you want to see today at training camp? He's the first name said after the quarterbacks. Um, he worked with the second team today. Uh, he was behind Hufanga and Gibson. I believe George Odom was getting first team reps as well. Um, but Jair Brown getting second team reps at strong safety and free safety. He looks fine. Again, it's hard to tell. No pads are on yet. You can't make contact with guys. Um, as soon as you can do that and be a little physical, you may have an idea of you know where guys sit and who can and can't play. Uh, guys like Samuel Womack and Marcelino McCrary-Ball also got second team reps. Uh, Avery Thomas got first team reps today with Mooney Ward on the sideline. Uh, Mooney, uh, Avery Thomas is someone who... I think, I believe I mentioned this earlier uh, after OTAs or even during OTAs where Steve Wilkes could be the breath of, the breath of fresh air he needs. Um, where he found himself, you know, unplayable last year. You can tell the kind of, the coaching staff kind of soured on him. And Steve Wilkes went out of his way to talk him up earlier in OTAs and training camp. And now you see him getting first team reps. Again, does that matter that much? I'm not sure. Once pad comes on, guys will separate themselves and we'll have a better idea as to what actually matters and what doesn't matter. And uh, we'll have an idea as to what this coaching staff thinks of guys like Amber Thomas and Jair Brown and Samuel Womack. Um, Womack, I, I do think, had a really good rep on Brandon Ayuk today. Um, it wasn't talked about because the ball wasn't thrown that way, but I think he looked solid enough. Um, Ayuk, who was tearing up the field today, um, wasn't involved in that play. And when you can eliminate and take out a star receiver off the field, you won the rep and you won that down. A Samuel Mack won that down. Um, other guys who I do think need to get their the roses, I guess you can say, Spencer Wage, again, North Dakota State, uh, potentially had a would-be sack on Trey Lance, which then became a scramble touchdown, but he was someone I had my eye on uh, during OTAs and minicamp. He shined somewhat. Um, I think he had a good rep 
there, but I've also seen him earlier in the week showing that he can play inside, he can play outside, um, and really giving the versatility that this defensive line likes with Chris Kosarek at the helm. And it was funny, uh, Chris Kosarek today was walking by the defensive line as they were doing their their drills and individually, and the quote of the day, you can say this, was Chris Kosarek on his knees yelling into the this big pad at his defensive line saying, kick his ass off. And so, uh, but imagine that screaming and sweating and I'm sure there's blood in there as well. So Chris Kosarek's quote of the day is, kick his ass off. Um, that's the mentality they want, they bring, and I do think Spencer Wage uh, does, or at least has shown that he carries that same mentality uh, day in, day out on the practice field. Um, also, guys like Chris Conley, who I've mentioned plenty of times, had a rough OTAs in minicamp, a lot of drops, a lot of inconsistencies for a veteran receiver, He's kind of shown himself to where when training camp comes around, he turns things up. Will that continue? I'm not sure, but today was a good day for him. Had a couple nice catches, one for a touchdown from Trey Lance. Uh, the other guy who's had a kind of a down training camp thus far is Ronnie Bell. He has not caught a pass in a team drill in the first four practices. And for a player who may have you know special teams uh, abilities who may have the desire to be this team's sixth receiver. Um, it's not looking great currently. Uh, you have guys like Ayuk and McLeod and Bell taking punt return snaps. Uh, right now, that is solely McLeod's job. And it's up to Bell and whoever else, Deshaun Jameson on defense, to take that from him. McLeod, though, touchdown today. Had a, another good day uh, amongst the receivers. So, Ronnie Bell is struggling. Um, there are other players as well that you just point to and go, oof, like, I'm not sure that, not that you have it cut out for yourself, but you've struggled early in your first rookie mini camp. Cam Latu um, really hasn't shown himself that much, but it's hard for a tight end. And again, once pads comes on, you can kind of figure out who belongs, who doesn't. And for those big boys up front, like, a lot of people want to know who is the offensive line. Jalen Moore has been the backup swing tackle, backup left tackle the entire time Trent Williams wasn't at OTAs and minicamp. And today with Trent not practicing, Jalen Moore was also the starting left tackle. I thought he showed himself pretty well. There wasn't an issue with the left side of the offensive line. I'm outside of one play. And I'm not sure if that was the quarterback holding on to the ball too long or the defense just playing really well and having a covered sack, whatever that looks like in training camp. Um, so... Other than that, there really isn't much to glean from when it comes to non-quarterback, non-receiver, and running back things. Um, with the running backs, Ty Davis-Price, who was someone I pointed to and said, hey, um, he might get cut. He is someone that has changed my mind a lot in the first couple days of training camp. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said that he stuck around in the 40 days away worked out, got himself in better shape, and it it shows. Um, he's had a much more successful pass-catching uh, ability this training camp and minicamp and OTAs. He's shown the ability and the growth as a young running back to hit his cuts, whereas, you know, last year, him and Trey Sermon, before Sermon got cut, his rookie season as well, they seemed like two guys who were kept running into the offensive line and couldn't find holes and were indecisive with their runs. The vision wasn't there. Uh, this year, 
while Sermon was cut last year, Tardivis Price is kind of in that same realm of like third round pick might get cut. Um, he has already shown the growth needed to make this roster. Um, Kyle Shanahan made it a point to point him out and kind of praise him for the work he's done during the time away and during the offseason. And now um, he said he's made that jump. I believe him. I've seen it the past few days where TDP looks like a NFL running back, whereas last year he didn't. Um, he's not going to get reps above Christian McCaffrey, obviously, but this team, with the history of Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason, who fumbled today and has fumbled twice in training camp, it's a good possibility that if Ty Davis Price can continue to improve and show the consistency, he could be this team's number three running back. Um, and even potentially number two, if Mitchell gets hurt, he can snatch that job out of his hands. Uh, Shanahan's never afraid to change up the running back situation depth chart-wise. Um, it's CMC and everybody else, and everybody else is not locked into anything. And so for TDP to come in, you can tell that he wants to prove himself. Uh, he wants to show himself and the coaching staff that, hey, I can do this. And I think his play on the field has, has proven that. He had multiple you know, large chunk runs in almost every single day of training camp thus far. I've liked what I've seen. If I had to pick today, which I don't have to, thankfully, um, I would put him above Jordan Mason on the depth chart. Um, I know many fans don't want to hear that, but that's just the case right now. You can't fumble, and while Mason came out, I think, strong initially, um, he has fallen down a little bit or struggled or had quieter practices is what I'll you know, call it. A quieter practice the last few days, whereas Ty Davis Price and even Elijah Mitchell has kind of come along as time has progressed throughout training camp in the first week. But without further ado, without jumping the shark, we have to talk about quarterbacks because it seems like every single time we discuss quarterbacks, it's Trey Lance this, Sam Darnold that, who is Brandon Allen, where is Brock Purdy? Look, Brock Purdy, and I've said it for months, whether you've liked it or not, whether fans have liked it or not, whether you think it's right or wrong, if it's deserved or not. He is this team's starting quarterback, week one, barring a setback or a massive injury. He is this team's starting quarterback. He is going to get almost every single first-team rep when on the field. He is going to lead this team out the tunnel in Pittsburgh week one. That's just... Could that change? Yes. But it has to be catastrophic for it to happen. Um, with that being said, with the knowledge of Brock Purdy is this team's number one, the quarterback position has shifted to and really has always been who's quarterback number two. Um, and with it being one week of OTAs, with it being really hard to gauge with no pads on a lot of times, like, I don't know if the fans there or content creators in the stands like where they put their weight on certain drills because I don't put any weight into you know they're throwing to a receiver against air yes that's when you can record videos at training camp and OTAs and minicamp and that's what gets on Twitter no one is seeing you know video of the drills the video evidence of the drills unless the team puts them out and so with that knowledge today was a Sam Darnold day uh, July 30th on Sunday was a Sam Darnold day. And I'll even put it out there. Sam Darnold has had a better training camp than Trey Lance thus far. Uh, there's been four practices. Three of the four days have been a Sam Darnold day. 
That does not mean he was as good as he was today. Trey Lance had a solid practice today. He had two touchdowns. Hit one throw you probably want back. Had one batted ball and one fumble, which may have been his fault. Could have been the center's fault. I'm not really sure about that. But Trey Lance had a good practice today. Had a solid enough practice where, where Sam Darnold wasn't on this team, I'd point to and say, yep, he is this team's number two quarterback. But because Sam Darnold had three touchdowns and throughout the day was eight for ten compared to Lance's five for eight, and again, three touchdowns to Brandon Ayuk. Sam Darnold had multiple chunk plays, one to Ayuk, one to Debo Samuel. He was decisive. He was consistent. Um, he was sharp. He had a running play to his right. You can see it on Twitter in a very small, like, four-second clip on the Niners' Twitter account and IG account. He's running to his right, throws over the second layer of the defense into Brandon Ayuk's hands, going towards the right pylon for a touchdown. It was the best throw of the day. Like, Sam Darnold, far and away, even after a good Trey Lance performance in practice today, was better than him. And I think right now, if we're counting four practices as, you know, if you had to choose, Trey Lance had a good ending to OTAs and, and minicamp. And I wanted him to carry it over into training camp. And I don't think he's failed by any means. I don't think Trey Lance has looked bad by any means. But because Trey Lance has been fine, he's been, he was good today. Even though he was good, it doesn't mean Sam Darnold couldn't have been better. And in fact, he was better than Trey Lance today. Uh, I told you before going into training camp, the one thing Sam Darnold can do easier than Trey Lance is to make Shanahan feel comfortable with him at quarterback. If today is the Sam Darnold or if that's a version of Sam Darnold we're going to see more often or more often than the bad Sam Darnold, uh, that's like Sam Darnold has a good chance of winning this job. Now, a long way to go, a long way to get there to week one of the NFL season. There is a couple weeks of training camp still. There's three preseason games to go. This is a four practices in training camp you know, opinion on what might happen what could happen and what I believe has happened thus far. So, when it comes to Sam Darnold, I think fans should prepare themselves, at least right now, again, four practices in, that Sam Darnold could be this team's number two quarterback behind Brock Purdy. Do I like that? No. Because that means you've wasted three first-round draft picks on Trey Lance. Now, does that mean Trey Lance doesn't get the opportunity? No, Trey Lance will have every opportunity to beat out Sam Darnold. He's not going to have every opportunity to beat out Brock Purdy, though. People have to understand that. And again, you can hate that. Personally, I don't love that, not because I dislike Trey or dislike Purdy or I want a certain guy. But because three first-round draft picks went into selecting Trey Lance. And right now... As of July 30th, 2023, that pick looks bad. Whose fault is that? No one's really. Tr truly no one's fault. It's just the way it goes sometimes. But I think Trey Lance has shown enough to make this roster through four practices and a good OTAs and minicamp. 
Uh, he's looked better than Brandon Allen. I don't understand where that conversation is coming from. I know I've said that plenty of times on this podcast, on this show, on YouTube, on Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. The Brandon Allen hype is absurd. He's looked like this team's fourth quarterback every single practice. People, but people were going crazy about the reps. He has the same reps as Purdy, more reps than Purdy last year, and he's this team's fourth quarterback. Why? Kyle Shanahan answered that today. He was asked, and he said, because on certain days he's this team's third-string quarterback, that's why he gets more reps than usual. And when Purdy's back in, he'll see less reps. Well, today, Trey Lance... I believe had he had eight passes and 17 reps. Sam Darnold had 16 reps and 10 passes. Brandon Allen had five total passing attempts, I believe in six or seven reps. Brandon Allen is not getting the reps that many fans think he's getting. He's looked like the worst quarterback on the field. Now, has he been awful? No. But not good enough to make this roster. <laughs> And so don't let people tell you that Trey is going to get traded because Brandon Allen's here. No, it's not the case. That is not the case. Uh, could Trey get traded? Sure. I don't think he will. I don't think it's in this team's best interest to do so. And those conversations aren't even being had. Um, for whatever reason, the quarterback situation in San Francisco always makes people go crazy. Um, the Trey Lance Colt is insane. The Brock Purdy Colt is insane. The Jimmy G Colt was insane. There shouldn't be Colts for NFL players. <laughs> the Brandon Allen Colts, Coltists are insane. You should be a Niner fan. And right now, there really shouldn't even be a quarterback competition. And where there is a competition isn't where many fans want it to be. It's not quarterback one, it's quarterback two. It always has been since the day Purdy got hurt. The only question was going to be, was Purdy going to be healthy? He's healthy. He's ahead of schedule. They did not expect Purdy to be this healthy, this close, at this time. He's not supposed to be taking reps right now, and he is. Shanahan said he's ahead of schedule today. He worked his butt off to get here. He's got the job, guys. He's got the job. But who's winning quarterback number two? That's the question. Trey Lance, today, had a handful of good throws, a handful of nice throws. He had won the TDP for a nice chunk of yards. He had one to Conley over the middle into traffic. It was a good throw. He had a nice scramble for a touchdown, 15 yards in the red zone. That was a great play. That showed Trey Lance has the ability that Darnold doesn't have and Purdy has limited ability to do so. Like Trey Lance has physical tools the other quarterbacks on this roster don't have, and he's shown that today. Continue to do that, you might get that quarterback number two slot. Or in case Purdy goes down, you'll have the best chance to become quarterback number one. The other good throws. Touchdown to Chris Conley. Like, man, like, over the middle, a dart right to him. Boom, bang, touchdown. Great play, Trey. Decisive. Right, right to him with the football. No question about it. No hesitation. But that right there, that last word, hesitation, is where I do question him right now. We talked about how in OTAs and minicamp, there seemed to be some trepidation on his end of, is he gun-shy currently? Is he working his way back on the field? I thought that then, and I still think that now, but at certain times, 
And to preface this, I cannot see what Trey Lance is seeing behind a visor and a helmet. I'm not looking at the defense from his perspective. I don't want to act like I am. So I want to give him some leeway here. But there are a lot of plays, whether it's great defense, him not having a decisive manner with the football, where plays are kind of broken down and he's back there like, what do I do? And that turns into a scramble. And again, once pads come on and they actually can go at it, maybe those plays clear themselves up. Maybe we do see a more scramble-heavy Trey Lance approach to quarterback. But right now, through four practices, there have been some plays where you're like, okay, like that ball should be out in five seconds. That ball should be out in three, two seconds. And you have it, and the players have run their routes, and now they're running and scrambling on a, you know, an off-the-book play, an off-schedule play, which shouldn't happen in OTA's minicamp or training camp without pads on. Um, there was a play today where a ball was batted down. That's been one of Trey Lance's vices in his short NFL career thus far. Balls batted down, indecisiveness, and I'm not trying to harp on him because it was two plays. It's not a big deal, right? And in one of those plays, became a touchdown pass. So I should be praising him for what he was able to do, but take it back to what I said about Sam Darnold. Shanahan likes quick, decisive, you know, quick throws over the middle, no hesitation, follow the offense, comfortability. How can you make Shanahan be comfortable? It's doing what Sam Darnold has shown today and for the majority of training camp. And for Trey Lance to become this quarterback number two, he needs to be more decisive or at least show that more consistently. You can use your legs. I want you to use the God-given skill set you have. Use your legs. And if you feel like you can't make that throw, make a different play. Make a different throw. But for Sam Darnold to come in today especially, boom, three touchdowns. Easy peasy, big chunk plays, over the middle, into traffic, maneuvering in the pocket, excuse me. And moving to his right, moving to his left, you know, making the smart, decisive play. And then you have Trey, who's making some nice plays, but there seems to be that extra, you know, added-on percentage missing from him, at least, again, through four practices. And for Brandon Allen, I mean, it's not even worth going over the tape or the drills. He was fine. He had one touchdown today, I believe. He was fine. Really, he... It really was nothing to worry about. He had uh, a touchdown over to Ayuk over the middle, and he had one to McLeod. The McLeod play was nice. Ball got dropped on the ground, near fumble, picks it up, runs to his right, throws a touchdown in the sideline, similar to the Ayuk touchdown for Donald. That being said, Allen, to me, isn't even worth the conversation, not even in the conversation. Could he make the roster? Sure. But that's going to take a Trey Lance just debacle at quarterback and a trade for that to happen. Or or an, or an injury to happen. Like, Brandon Allen should not be in this conversation at all. There's no point of the reps discussion. Um, like this right now is a quarterback battle between Darnold and Lance for quarterback number two. And through, again, if you want to count OTAs and minicamp and training camp, right now this is Sam Darnold's job. And Trey Lance is playing a little bit of catch-up. You could argue it's, you know, if you're counting day by day, it's three days in Darnold's favor over one day, which is Lance's favor. Um, 
again, could things change? Yes. I, I, I hope they do. I personally do not want Sam Darnold to be this team's quarterback number two, but if he is, that means he's proven enough to overtake a former first-round pick in Trey Lance, for those that care, overtake Joe Burrow's backup last year, and he's made Shanahan feel comfortable enough to make him quarterback number two. I know many fans don't trust Kyle Shanahan. I get there should be some hesitation there with, again, drafting Trey Lance and bringing in Jimmy and the quarterback carousel that's been here, but if he believes he has the guy at quarterback, which he never believed he had before, before Trey Lance, which didn't work out, now he has Purdy, if he believes Darnold can be something special too, shouldn't that make us all go, okay, we trust you. Um, and again, maybe it falters. Maybe we go, never mind, <laughs> throw it all out the window. But right now, this is a Purdy, Darnold, Lance, then Allen quarterback depth chart. Um, that can change, yes. Uh, but there's some plays Trey Lance has to make. There was a great play that he did make. Kittle, will route, perfect placement, great ball, big chunk play, 15 yards, 20 yards, boom. You're like, yes, like there is the potential we have seen for the past three years. But put that all together because Darnold is putting, you know, he's, he's stacking days. Trey Lance isn't. Um, that was a big conversation we had in OTAs and minicamp where in the beginning, Darnold was stacking days early. Trey Lance came on late and started to do the same. I do wonder because I've gotten this hint from Trey Lance where, or, or, or this feeling that as practice progresses, he starts to play better. Um, he starts to be comfortable and feel, you know, kind of have the feel of the game, the feel of the day for him, the feel of the practice. And I do wonder as training camp progresses and he gets more comfortable and settled in like he did with the OTAs in minicamp, are we going to see that change? Are we going to see him become more comfortable and settle into the offense and settle into, you know, throwing to Debo and Kittle and Ayuk? And look, CMC didn't practice today. I have a hard time believing Trey Lance is going to get many reps with Christian McCaffrey on the field during training camp. Um, and I would likely doubt, or I would doubt, <laughs> that Christian McCaffrey gets any reps in preseason. So for the fans hoping we see Christian McCaffrey and Trey Lance play or, or kind of you know, stomping their feet saying, we've never got to see them play together, show Lance with CMC, those reps are going to be very limited. And when you're playing the same defense, it's not really going to matter that much. Um, now, if CMC and Lance played against the Rams or the Chargers or the Raiders in, in preseason, then we could have a different conversation. But for those, you know, pounding the table saying, I want to see Lance with CMC, it's not going to be enough in training camp to really change those tides over. Um, but that being said, with the quarterback conversation kind of wrapping itself up, through non-padded practices, there was one player that I thought deserved some kudos, and that is Drake Jackson. Um, and actually, I'll say there are two players, because Brandon Ayuk was so freaking good today. Three touchdown passes, two from Darnold, one from Allen. I mean, we talked in Otis Minicamp how good he was, and just he was dicing up everybody. Same thing stands now. I mean, he has looked better than Debo Samuel on the field just catching everything. He's making cornerbacks number three and four and five and six look like practice squad players. He's making them on in routes and crosses 
and you know deep crosses and go routes, he's leaving guys five, six yards behind him. He's making guys who want to make this roster look like they're unplayable come the regular season. And the guys he's beating, while they may, maybe aren't world beaters, we've seen him beat Lenore. We've seen him beat Womack and Thomas over and over and over again where this team's number two cornerback is having a hard time guarding him. And for IU to come out there, set the tone, you know, Shanahan said today that he has matured a lot and he has, you know, fallen in love with football. And Brandon Ayuk kind of retorted and was like, I've always loved football. And so you can tell that Brandon Ayuk has a point to prove. Um, we know that he wants to get paid. He wants to have a, you know, 14,000 yard season. He wants to have 10 touchdowns. Um, he is by far this team's number one receiver. We know this. And he's showing it every single day. Um, his skill set does make him prone to show out come training camp. I don't think this offense is ever going to be tailored around one player. Um, Debo Samuel might be the only one I can think of where it's truly tailored to them, but that's 2021 Debo, not 2023 Debo Samuel. And so for those hoping of like a 14,000 yard, you know, 12 touchdown year, I don't think it's coming. Um, I could see a 12,000 yard year and an eight touchdown season again from Brandon Ayuk, and that's a really great season. But this feels like you know, when the Heat had LeBron and D. Wade and they had Chris Bosh and, like, this team has... This is a super team on offense. The ball has to get moved around. Everyone has to get fed, not only to be successful, but also to be healthy. And so, I'm not holding out hope for an insane season from Brandon Ayuk. Is it possible? Yes. By far, yes. He's insanely good. Um, he's beating everybody out there. He's making, like, like, right now, if you ask me, where does Brandon Ayuk's potential put him in a possible top 10 receivers list? Eight. That's how good he is, potentially. Um, but in this offense, I don't think he'll ever get there. He feels like one of those players who plays in a system where he's always overlooked, but by his own fan base, he's always underrated. Where it's like, oh my goodness, national media doesn't recognize him, but by the faithful, we're like, you are sleeping on Brandon Ayuk. I put out yesterday on Twitter... I said, you know, I said, no one's talking about the duo of Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. This is a top five receiving duo in football, and no one's talking about it. They got Jordan Addison and Jefferson. They got Chase and Higgins and and and, uh, and Boyd in Cincinnati, and they're naming other guys like Diggs and whoever else is in, in Buffalo right now, uh, Gabe Davis. Um, they're not naming Debo and, and Brandon Ayuk, and they should. They really should be in that conversation. Um, but anyways... Defensively, Drake Jackson had an insane play today. He was the middle linebackers blitzed. The defensive ends were in charge of coverage of the running backs. He turned his hips and kept up with Elijah Mitchell, who was, you know, he ain't no slow, you know, donkey. He's a little fast squirrel. He's out there jumping and cutting. He is gone, right? He kept up with him step by step, played great coverage for a defensive end. We talk about Bend and, you know, can he be this team's number two edge rusher? Put that sucker at nickel cornerback. Like, my goodness, he was awesome. Like, put him at linebacker. And again, like, that makes sense for him because he played linebacker at USC. 
which isn't the position he should have been playing, but he's so athletic, he can do that stuff. And is that going to happen come regular season? Who knows? But it's nice to know you have that in the back of your pocket, right? Where Drake Jackson can stay with a running back. That's crazy. Like, when I saw that, I kind of laughed and was like, was that Drake Jackson? Like, what the heck was that? Like, that is a 260, 250-pound man running with a running back. That's like that's like George Kittle beating a safety. Or George Kittle beating a cornerback. That isn't supposed to happen, right? George Kittle should beat linebackers, not safeties and cornerbacks, but he does. Drake Jackson shouldn't be able to cover running backs, but I guess he can. <laughs> and for those wondering, you know, has he cemented himself as edge number two? No. It's been a Farrell and Jackson type of, you know, type of combination. But if you can do that and Farrell can't, now I'm not saying that's going to happen commonly or you know, all the time, but when you have that athleticism, you get Bosa back in the building, you got Hargrave and Jackson and Bosa and Armstead, that, that's a really good defensive line. And once pads come on tomorrow, the 31st, and throughout the rest of training camp, we are going to finally see the hard work Drake Jackson has put in. We're going to see what Farrell can do. We're going to see what Kalia Davis can do. We are going to see what this defense is truly made of. And we'll see what guys like McKivitz and Jalen Moore have, you know, what what are they going to be this year? We're going to see the growth of Banks and Burford. We're going to see Brendel come into a almost all-pro season last year. What is he going to do in year two as a starter? We're going to see what guys like Lachu and Willis. And I don't want to forget this. Braden Willis on Brandon Ayuk's long 50-yard touchdown run from Sam Darnold on a crosser where he beat Trey Swilling. Braden Willis had a great block at the end there. People didn't recognize it. You can barely see it on, on the video they put on Twitter. He's downfield blocking cornerbacks, getting in the way, opening up lanes, and a way for Brandon Ayuk to score. That's stuff that gets you on this roster. And that makes me excited for pads coming on tomorrow. That makes me excited for what young guys are going to show. I'm really excited. Um, I know preseason's coming up pretty soon. Jimmy G's back on the field in Vegas. Niners and Raiders are having a joint practice in the next month or so. And they got a preseason week one against them as well. It's exciting times. Again, Trey Lance, Darnold, that's their competition currently. Brock Purdy's far away quarterback number one. Um, This cornerback room is not settled at all. Jair Brown, can he jump somebody in that safety room? Will Nick Bosa finally report what is happening at training camp every single day? To know what's happening, to see videos and have content, you are going to want to follow us on Twitter at 49ers underscore access. Constant updates, minute by minute updates of what's happening at training camp, videos, they had Alex Smith and Frank Gore there today. We love all of them here at the podcast. You want to see them. You want to know what's happening with Trey and Donald and Purdy. Follow us on Twitter. Also, follow us on Instagram, 49ers.access. You can also use our promo code 49ersaccess, 49ERSACCESS at SeatGeek.com if you want to go to any Niner game 
this year. Whether it's home or away, use that promo code and save yourself $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com. You can also use our link above or down in the description for Fanatics.com. Buy yourself some gear and support the show in the meantime. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, leave that review, tell your friends about the podcast, tell them constant content all day long. It's the Niners whenever you want them and whenever you need them right here on the 49er Access Podcast. Until next time, my name is Sterling Bennett. This has been the 49er Access Podcast and stay faithful. Stay faithful.